Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening, good day, and welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremaris Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and I will be with you for the next hour, giving you a selection of questions all about a specific country, as is our team in this series. Right, let's go and meet tonight's teams, who will go to battle shortly. And uh, in front of me is a man making his second appearance in a row. I tell you. For the blue team, Mr. Andrew Newman. Good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. Andrew, lastminute.com Newman is here. Extraordinarily lastminute.com. As a substitute, but mm-hmm. you were here and available and... Set you, to go. The bat signal went up. It did? <laughs> and it was giant A. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. fine. And I, well, well, Andrew, how did you feel uh, last week's show went? Reasonably well, but uh, I had a technicality difference as with you regarding geography and politics. Oh, yeah. Apparently is, the whole show was about geography. Which... Which, which I understand now it wasn't. <laughs> We've had a talk and you've decided I was right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, we'll wish you the best of luck. Your teammate tonight is a uh, man not too far away, but he's coming to us via Skype tonight. Mr. Lee Donahue. Good evening, Lee. Hello, how's it going? It's going well, Lee. How are you tonight? Good, very good. And uh, you're back with us, Lee, for the, what, is it the second or third time? Uh, I think it's the third time. You've had one, yes, it is the third time. You've, uh, had, you've had one win and one defeat. I I think better than South South Africa anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, 26 points there that oh, night. Oh, God, yeah, that's a fine yeah. score. Fine score, indeed. So, best of luck to you, Lee. Okay, across, Thanks, the, across the virtual table we go to uh, the red team. Red team on a bit of a bad run at the moment, but could it be that tonight's pairing will dig them out of a hole? Let's go and meet, firstly, from Galway, Michelle. Hello. Coming to How's us going? from the Galway studio, as we now know. Well, the Galway Studio, yes. Michelle Coyne. And how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling bright, full of coffee and okay. ready to go. Well, best of luck to you. Your teammate tonight, you've already been a pair and you've already won an evening here. And that is Mr. Paddy Duffy coming to us live from London. Paddy, hello. Hello, Claire Morris. What's doing? What's happening? Well, the sun is splitting the stones here in Claire Morris, isn't it, Andrew? It is. Absolutely fantastic. Sure it is, sure it is, sure it is. You should come to Clamaris, Paddy. That's what we're saying. Okay. You should, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it there. Is it rain where you are? No, no, the sun is splitting the blinds uh, where I am in my uh, studio slash bedroom. You know, they're so, uh, so, they're so uh, south of us. I know. That sounds very posh. Is that it, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's basically Riviera weather here. Oh, excuse me. Sure. I'm, 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 I'm fanning myself and having some orangina <laughs> as we speak. Orangina? You're not in France. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Close enough. All right. Let's go and meet the uh, final member of our team. It is making a comeback after. He might have been subbed for last week's show. We won't. We don't. He doesn't. It's, it's kind of a tricky bit. Let's go and talk to Clancy. Good day, everyone. What happened to last week's recording? Did it get cancelled? Anyway, this week's show is all about the United Kingdom. He doesn't actually know that he wasn't on last week's show. Oh, right. right, So, Clancy, good stuff. Great. We'll be over to you later on for the scores. Okay, let's go on with the show. 
Right, this is round one, which is our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will get asked a question with three potential oh, answers. And if they can give me the correct answer on their own, they get two points. Mm-hmm. However, they can confer with their teammate if they wish, and they'll get one point for a right answer then. If they give me the wrong answer at any stage, then it will be offered across. And the other two options will be given mm-hmm. as a potential bonus. Right, it's an odd-numbered show tonight, which means we're starting with the Reds. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to go with Michelle. Michelle? Hello. Here's your question. In what year was the country now called, quote, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, given that exact name. So in what year did the country get given that exact name? Your options are 1914, B, 1927, or C, 1948. Hmm. I think I'm going to rule out the first one because I don't think that would have been accurate at that time. Right. Um, let's see. So 1927 and 1948. I'm just going to plump for 1948. Okay. If you're going for that, that's yeah. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Okay, across we go. You're getting a bonus chance here, blue team, Andrew mm. and Lee. Uh, remaining options for when the country was given the exact name of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland are. 1914 or 1927? Oh, it depends. It has to be 1927, Lee. Yeah, um, four didn't think it would be 14 either. Can't be, no. So it has yeah. to be 1927. John. 1927. Yeah. It's correct for well. a point. Well done, blue team. Yes, uh, the free Irish Free State, which yeah. uh, is here, came into being in late 1922, but they continued calling the kingdom the Great Britain and, and Ireland right through for five more years until 1927. All right, over we go. Blues, your question. Andrew, since you're here, I you am. have to go first. Thank you. To the nearest whole number, Andrew, mm-hmm. what percentage of the votes in the famous referendum of 2016 mm-hmm. voted yes to leaving the European Union? Mm-hmm. So it's the nearest whole number now. Right. A, 52%. B, 54%. Or C, 56%. So, to the nearest whole number... What percentage of votes in the famous referendum of 2016 voted yes to the UK leaving the European Union? It was 52%. I know that, yeah. You're going for that? Yes, John. And that's good. Well done. That's uh, two points for you. The exact number, uh, well, such as it is, to two Mm. decimal places is 51.89%. So 52 is our answer here. Okay, back over we go. Paddy, your question. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chandos portrait, which can be seen at the National Portrait Gallery in London, is the most famous painting of which English person? Your options are A, William Shakespeare, B, Oliver Cromwell, or C, Queen Victoria. Mm. Strangely enough, I was in the Chandos pub across <laughs> the road from the National Gallery just yesterday. Oh, well, now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You would think that would give me some sort of inside track, but it really doesn't. Oh, right. Um, was there any picture up on the wall in the Chad Dust pub, I wonder? There were, there were, there were uh, several. Okay. Um, All right. Well, the, once again, it I, is. Which of these? Is it A, William Shakespeare, B, Oliver Cromwell, or C, Queen Victoria? So I know, I know that the, cha- I know that the, Chandos, I think, had something to do with with William the Fourth, who was Victoria's uncle. So, yeah, uh, 
Feck it, I'll go for Queen Victoria. Going for Queen Victoria, okay. Oh, that is actually, incorrect. Actually. Actually, Andrew, we're going over to you and Lee. Well, Lee, hello, Lee. <laughs> uh, hello. I, I do realise that this weirdly has something to do with William Shakespeare because there is a portrait of him that they're not sure it is him and they call it the Chandos portrait. So, William Shakespeare. Okay. That's correct. Uh, yeah, so-called because uh, the heralds mm. of Chandos, some mm. royal or mm. noble family, owned the portrait for mm. several generations mm. and that's how it's got that name. Okay. So, yeah, William Shakespeare is our answer there. Final question of the round for Lee. Mm. Okay. Who is the youngest member of famous British group, The Beatles? Of these, I haven't all four for you, I have three, and they are A, Paul McCartney, B, John Lennon, or C, George Harrison. So who, who which of those three members of The Beatles, anyway, was the youngest? Um, I'm a bit of a Beatles fan, so I think <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> Good man. He's correct. Well, so Paddy was in the Chad Dust pub yesterday. Yeah, I know. And Lee's a Beatles fan. Well, that's things have come in very well there. People. All right. Well, not really, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Paddy, funny you say that. Uh, Clancy is telling me there's an interesting score coming up here. So let's see where the score stands. Blue to six points. Oh, really? Red to zero Oops. points. <laughs> Oh, Patty, it is what it is. It is what it is. I was just thinking exactly the same, Michelle. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, we've. I don't. I believe we've never had that happen before. I think I just, so. Too, I just John. want to say that. Now. It's great to be here on a historic night such as this. Right. Yeah. Let's go out round two. This is our connections round. On this round. I will give the team that is in two pieces of information. Mm -hmm. If you can tell me what links those pieces of information to the country we are playing, they get three points. They can request a third and indeed a fourth piece of information, but they will be playing for two points and one point respectively. Mm -hmm. A wrong answer to any stage, though, no matter how early, we'll see all four pieces of information given across to the other side for a potential one-point bonus. Mm -hmm. We're starting with the team that's trailing. That's the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> Reds. Just a bit. <laughs> trailing. Here we go. First two pieces of info are the 10th of April, 1998 and David Andrews. 10th of April. Oh, 10th of April, 1998. 10th of April. And, well, David Andrews would have been the, uh, would have been our Minister for Foreign Affairs at the time. Mm. Um, and 10th of April is around Easter time, isn't yeah. it? I was thinking. So I, I'd, be, I'd be strongly suspicious that this is something to do with the Good Friday. Good Friday. That's, mm. That was my instant thought as well. Yeah. Okay. But we, <laughs> I'm afraid now. But then again, do you know, it would be glorious just to keep uh, sure. getting early and getting zero all the way through. It would be just like... Well, this is, this, this is it. I think, I, think, I think, you know, it, it being what it is, I think we should uh, just go death or glory for yeah. basically the rest of the program, basically just like... <laughs> Willfully banzai. So I reckon, yeah, let's let's go yeah, for let's, let's go for the Good Friday Agreement. I was rooting, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you there. Suck on that blues. I was rooting for you, Petty. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sorry. We still weren't losing. Oh. So this is it. It's such a huge lead. Uh, they're now just going to shoot for the moon all the time. Well, well, well done. That is correct. Yes. Right. 
Uh, the things you didn't need first, in reverse order, you would, number four would have been George Mitchell, yeah. the US Senator who's involved in negotiations that led to the Good Friday Agreement. Castle Buildings, yeah. the venue for the negotiations and so on. They were those number clue three. Yeah. David Andrews, the Irish Foreign Minister at the time, yes. And indeed, the 10th of April 1988 was actually Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Three points to the Reds. Oh. Blues, Europe. Yeah. Oh, great. First two pieces of info are Halley's Comet mm-hmm. and the last... Oh, hang on. I, I, I looked up how to say this earlier and now oh. I've forgotten what I looked up. Okay. The last Vitanagamot. What's that about? <laughs> W-I-T-E-N-A-G-E-M-O-T. Well, Halley's Comet last appeared in 1986, Okay. Okay. And I don't know yeah. what that... The last Vitanagamot. Okay. okay, I don't think I've heard of that second one either. Well, we go for a second clue just for the crack. Uh, a third clue. Or whatever, I think, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, third okay, clue. Okay, here we go. Yeah, go on. We've got Halley's Comet, mm-hmm. the last Vitanagamot, mm-hmm. and Damford Bridge. Chelsea. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm thinking, sorry, John, out loud. <laughs> yeah, try and think out loud of me, yeah, right? Thanks. Um, right. That may have thrown my 1986 uh, theory out. The second clue, yeah. I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Witana Jamat. I've looked it up now. Uncle Man John. Witana Jamat. <laughs> Can you even describe what it is? That's, is that giving away a clue? That would give away a clue as to what okay, I'll tell you what it is. And the last of them was okay. something. Okay. And Stamford Bridge is Chelsea's ground. So. How is this going to connect anything? One doesn't know. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts to Lee at all? Uh, uh, no, unfortunately not. I'm kind of stunned. Oh. <laughs> unlucky, Lee. Unlucky. That's fine. If it is 1986, and I... And I and, um, oh, anyway. Right, John, I think we'll go for one more clue. Is that correct, uh, Yeah, there's Lee? one clue left, and here it comes. Okay. Right. Halley's okay. Comet, the last Vitana Jamat, mm-hmm. Stamford Bridge, and Hastings. That happened in 1066. Yeah. Would it be all battles, maybe? Oh, no, the Bay of Trapestry. Because that was, that was seen in the... No, hold on now. What now? <laughs> Speak out loud. Bay of Trapestry... It's pri- pri- in, private thoughts. It? Yeah, Bay of Trapestry... <laughs> the Bay of Trapestry had his comments in it, right? Is it, Andrew? It is, John. So right. Bay of Trapestry possibly is the answer. Bayo Tapestry, John. I'm, 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 I'm going to say that. Are you going to say that, really? No. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's incorrect. No. Sugar. Oops. Okay, oh. passing it over to Greds. Sugar. Uh, Paddy, there's something about somebody dying and the comet was going overhead in 1066. Because oh, it was guy. there in 1066 as well, wasn't yeah, it? Him. Yeah, him. him. So, yeah, well, his, his, the Stamford Bridge was also a battle. Yeah. Um, so that was the battle in 1066, just yeah. before it was like the preamble, I think, to, yes. to Hastings. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've been inclined to think that it's just less specific than Andrew's answer, and it's just 1066 is the yeah. answer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did go in 1066. Oh, yeah. That is Blasted. correct. The answer is simply 1066. I went all over the shop with that one, didn't I? Well done. So, yeah, the battles of Hastings and Stamford Bridge occurred mm. in 1066. Hastings, of course, was the uh, Anglo-Saxons against the Normans. Mm. They had previously beaten the Norse, mm-hmm. the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Okay. 
Uh, the last Vitana Gemat, or Gemat yeah. was uh, a Saxon-style parliament that had elected Harold II as king. Once the Normans arrived in, they went, we don't need that yeah, anymore. That I won't be happening. Known all this. And Halley's Comet had indeed appeared in the sky yeah. during 1066. See, it threw me when I thought 86 because I knew it happened then too. But never mind. Okay, over we go to uh, the red team for your actual question. Are you ready? Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. Richie Havens and Bernard Cornwell. Ooh. Do you know who either of those are? Um... I think so. Okay, I don't. I don't really know the kind of. I don't know. That, uh, yeah, I don't think I. Tell So Bernard Corn. I'm, I'm having a bit of a. I'm having a bit of a um, brain collapse here. Okay. Um, a kind of cerebral. Mine was collapse. never erected in the first um, place. So. Uh... <laughs> for, for some reason, my fir- my first thought that Bernard Cornwell was involved in the Stranglers, but I think I've got that slightly wrong. Um, I think Bernard Cornwell, I think, is the guy. It's not his real name. Um, he actually used to work with a friend of mine. Uh, I think he made the Sharp novels. I think Bernard Cornwell is Sharp, the guy. Sharp. Sharp. Sharp is in, yeah, Sean Bean riding around Europe. Um, uh, and a horse, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, has to be the, um, so. I mean, Richie Havens. It, it, it could be. A, it could be a novelist of some sort. Is it? I don't know. I think I just heard the name and I got him a bit confused with Richie Valens. I think I've got him a bit confused with Richie Valens as well. Yeah. Uh, should we go for another clue? I think we. I think we should because we don't have yeah. any. Uh, oh, sure thing. All right. We have Richie Havens, Bernard Cornwell, and Spinal Tap. Ooh. Oh. Spinal Tap? Like, it's nothing to do with Stonehenge. <laughs> That's all I think about. Oh, um... Uh, well, I don't getting... know. I haven't heard the first two unless one of them is one of the archaeologists. Richie, Richie, hold. Oh, I'm struggling here. Uh, shall we go for the for the other clue instead of see if anything... Uh... So you think that... Wait, wait, let's not go yet. So you uh-huh. think that Bernard Corwell wrote Sharp. Um, I think so, that's yeah. That's a period piece, right? It's a period thing where he's going around the horse with longish hair. That's all I know about it. Is there anything else about uh, it that you know? I, I he's going around Owen ripping bodices. Screenplays, of all things. Um, uh, I, I, I can't find any sort of... What kind of person was Sharp? Was he like... Uh, it was a sort of... He was a soldier of the Napoleonic kind of era. Um, Napoleonic Wars, that was his sort of time. And... Um, the thing, so what kind of UK things do we know about Spinal Tap? They were like a fake UK band. Maybe it, yeah, maybe they're all fake. I don't know. Fake UK bands. Um, well, I'm trying to think of any of the names of the guys. Small, St. Hobbins, Tufnell. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't okay. think of any sort of real I'm going to offer there. you a fourth okay. clue now. And it's Shall- your- Want yeah, to. go for the we, we, Yeah, let's go for the last clue. Yeah. All right. This one goes out to Michelle. Here it is: Richie Havens, Bernard Cornwell, Spinal Tap, and UNESCO World Heritage Site Number Three Seven Three. Ah, bloody hell! Okay. Ah, you're right. You're uh, right. Stonehenge. It is Stonehenge. Yes. <laughs> so, what we got? UNESCO World Heritage Site Three Seven Three is indeed Stonehenge. Spinal Tap. 
have a very funny song <laughs> called Stonehenge in that uh, spoof uh, mockumentary of the early 80s. Bernard Cornwell, uh, an author, whose real name, by the way, is Bernard Cornwell. Just <laughs> let you know that one, Patty. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, and really he has a he has a uh, he, he had a novel published in 1989 called Stonehenge. And oh, finally, R- Richie Havens is an American singer songwriter, kind of a folk musician. And he also has an album from the early 70s called Stonehenge. So that was mm. your link there. We after actually had to hope on the first two because we would have had no, to. No, that was no, that was beyond my uh, yeah, beyond my wheelhouse really okay. of yeah. Cornwall knowledge. Now the final question of the round goes to the Blues, Andrew okay, and Lee. You're in. Okay, Lee, let's do it this time. You've got okay. Fergie, yes, and Warren Zevon. Fergie, okay. Fergie, the singer, the singer, yeah, not the former Duchess. Well, it could be. I actually shouldn't be saying any more than oh. Fergie. All right. Either or. <laughs> okay. It could be the former Man United manager, for instance. Mm. You never know. Yeah. And who was the second, sorry? Warren Zevon. God, that just means completely nothing to me now so far. How about you, Lee? Um, I'm not I sure. Think, I think. Okay. Fergie. Fergie oh, man. Right. What's this? There's like a light bulb dimly shining in the distance, Andrew. Uh. No. If you could reach out and grab it. I thought Will I Am's real name might be that guy, Warren, whatever it is. Oh, right. That's mm. interesting theory. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Warren Zevon yeah. and Fergie, yes. where are we going? Next clue, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Lee, is that all right? Next clue. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got uh, Fergie, mm-hmm. Warren Zevon, and The Clash. Okay. That doesn't really help that much. Because I think my sick, my no, actual mean, thought might be true, but I can't connect it together into a formulating answer. Right. So, it's my problem. Okay. The Clash. Band of the late 70s. I listen to dead people, so I know these kind of things. <laughs> um, I listen to dead people. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does indeed, yeah. The last M. Night Shyamalan movie. Bye, <laughs> I do have a t-shirt that says those words. Can I bring you back to the point of the quiz? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. We're doing a quiz, Michelle. (laughs) Sorry. Fergie, Warren Zevon and The Clash. I hear. I should know this. Something to do with music of the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get think of anything better than that. It must be some. Ah, look, we'll have to go picking less things. So, all right, on, final on. clue. We got Fergie, Warren Zevon, mm. The Clash, and Ralph McTell. Ah, here, I don't know. Do you have any idea? <laughs> at, this, at this point, my dad would get this one. I don't know, John. I, I, I know I listened to Dead People, but <laughs> Dead People from two hundred years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Fergie, Warren Zevon, The Clash, and Ralph McTell. I know. Did they all come from London? Um, maybe they're born. Oh, oh, what? Were they born in the UK? Born in Britain? Something stupid like that? Or they all... <laughs> I don't know. This is real graphic. Great of the quiz master there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were they all born in the UK? Can John? I ask you to please get to? I guess. Our I'm answer. doing it now. I said it twice now. Were they all born in the UK? Were they all born in the UK? Yes. Mm. All right. Oh. I don't believe so. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. It's being offered across. Mm. Paddy, it is London songs. London calling. 
Werewolves of London is one of them, is it? Werewolves of London is Warren Zevon, yeah. Um, London Calling. Yeah. Ralph McHale had his his song was Streets of London. What and Fergie did a, a a relatively forgettable song called London Bridge, I think. She sure did. Oh. No idea. It's so forgettable. I don't know it. No I idea. Well I knew Warren Zevon. The only thing I know is the Werewolves of London. I didn't know that. I only real. I when you said about the clash in London Calling, oh yeah, but up to that stage, I no clue. And all the others I had no clue about. So, okay. Fun fact about London Bridge, having heard the song, I think London Bridge is a euphemism for her trousers. <laughs> thank you, Patty. <laughs> okay, thank you, Patty. That's very, very interesting. We'll have to podcast next for yeah. this saga, yeah. analyze it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the scores. Let's see what happens to the score. Know, since gone to, the end of round one. Gone to, gone to six points. Things have taken a turn for the worst. <laughs> Six points apiece now. Oh, here. Lee, ah. it depends on your point of view. If it was a term for the worse or a term for the better. Uh, <laughs> all it is what it is. It is what it is. It's a draw. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take our first ad break. We will sort out who's going first in round three while that's happening. And we'll be back to you in about two minutes' time. Please do not go away. You are listening to After the Fact on Clamaris Community Radio. It's our weekly trivia quiz game here. This year, every game is about a certain country. And tonight we are dealing with the UK. Now, after two rounds, the sides are deadlocked on six points each. They are the blue team of Lee Dunahoo and Andrew Newman and the red team of Michelle Coyne and Paddy Duffy. Right, on we go. Mm. It's time for round three, our audio round. Can't wait. Fresh from the amazing choice I had last week for Canada. Yes. I've got to a country with even more choice. <laughs> Not here. You know, so much easier this way. Right, so we've got four songs. We'll play a tune to the team that's in. They get a point for identifying the artist and the song title. And then there are two subsequent questions that are also worth a point each. Wrong answers, though, will be offered across for a potential bonus. Mm-hmm. We had a coin toss at the break and the blue team won it. So blue team, you're up first. And here's the first piece of music. Okay, I'll put away my air saxophone and right. I'll ask Andrew and Lee to tell me who's performing All there. Right, Lee, what is the song title? I think I know the song title, but a man you're Yeah, country. I know the song title too. Okay. Baker Street, isn't it? We're, to- we're talking Baker Street, yeah. Yeah, but that what? song, I think it was a uh, year after it was born, so um, I may not remember. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Listens to songs 200 years ago, but you can't pull that. It's before my time. It's from, no, it's from after my time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> During my time, yeah. I can't tell you. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember his name. Um, are we talking uh, Paul someone? Does that ring a bell? Nope. Uh, no, it's I can't think actually. myself now. Sorry. I know it's Baker Street. That's... Okay, I'm going to have to push you to have a guess of some sort. I don't know. You don't know? No. I, no, I, sorry. I it won't come. It's not going to come to All right, okay. I'll just offer it across. Terry Rafter. Who? Jerry Rafferty. Oh, right. Rafferty, Rafferty. <laughs> Jerry Rafferty, yep, yeah. that's it. Me in the wrong spot. And uh, Baker Street, like they already said, you knew that. Right, so that's point for the Reds. 
Lewis, you've got two questions on it, though. Oh, fantastic. Jerry, uh, Rafferty, yeah, Jerry Rafferty wrote this song during a period when he was trying to extricate himself from the contracts he had signed while a member of which group between 1972 and 1975? I have completely zero zilch, zero idea. Okay. And Lee, have you equally amounted zero zilch ideas? You're very judgmental, yeah, poor Lee. safe to say that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> He answered. All right, so you don't know what band uh, Jerry Rafferty was in for so long. Okay, we'll pass that over. Red team? Yeah, do you know? Uh, I can't remember. I see. Yeah, I can't remember. It's uh, it's Steeler's Wheel. Yes, it is. Steeler's Wheel. Whose biggest hit, of course, was Stuck in the Middle with You. All right. (coughs) Yep. And the final question of the round, Andrew and Lee. Yep. Prior to being a member of Steeler's Wheel... Mm -hmm. Rafferty had been part of a folk rock band, The Humble Bums, from 1969 to 1971. Mm-hmm. This group was a trio consisting of Rafferty, guitarist Tam Harvey, and which other famous Scottish performer? Oh. Oh. Mm. Um, okay, mm. a lot of silence here. I'm thinking, I'm thi- um, I, what's his name? Oh, jeez, I can't think of his name. So, who was in The Humble Bums, alongside Jerry Rafferty and Tam Harvey? Oh, would this have been the 60s, John? Well, it was prior to Steeler's Wheel, and I told you he was in Steeler's Wheel from 72 to 75. Right. I don't know. Um, for some reason, I thought Eric Clapton earlier on, but it can't be him. Uh, but it was the folk guy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to... I, I don't know. Any, any idea, Lee? Lee, any thought? Uh, no, I can't think of his name. Okay. Okay. Okay, are you okay? We'll pass that yeah. over. Paddy, Michelle? Do you know Michelle? I don't. I don't know. It no. is... Billy Conley. Yes, it oh, is. Really? Yes. Oh. Performer. Yes. Uh-huh. So he uh, played the banjo. Okay. And I think the guitar as well. Right. This music round is going well for the Red Team so far. Is it kind of is, And now yeah. it is their actual song. So Red Team, here comes your first piece of music. Okay, okay, so what is that and who is it by? Well, it's Waterloo Sunset, but I've drawn, drawn a complete blank on the band. It's by the Kinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's teamwork in action there. Well done. Lovely. Point for the Reds there, and they have two subsequent questions to follow. The first of those is, what was the surname of the two brothers who are the, at the heart of the Kinks? Uh, I don't know either. The, uh, that's the Davies brothers, Ray and Dave. Correct. Yes. I know all these ones. I hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I does that a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's me. And I knew that. I knew that not too long ago as well. Mm. Okay, and your second question. In 2010, Ray Davis stated the song originally had a different title. Which other English city featured before being replaced by the London district of Waterloo? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I it don't had, think I've ever had enough syllables. My first thought was Liverpool. They they are they a Liverpool band? No. They're not no, they're Londoners. But I'm just thinking Waterloo Sunset, okay. Liverpool Sunset, it's like a scans. Yeah. Um Yeah. 
muddy old river. It's a Birmingham makes much of a <laughs> no, <laughs> dirty old, dirty old canal. Must you keep rolling? Um, yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. Should we go yeah, for Liverpool? It, it does scan, and it's kind of a nice. All right, scan. Liverpool, you're playing. Yeah. That was pretty good work, guys. It's hey, hey. absolutely correct. It was originally called Liverpool Sunset. Okay, oh. that was quick. So back over we go. Yeah, it was actually. to the blue team mm. of Andrew and Lee, and here comes your next piece of music. Okay, Andrew has certainly got a confused uh, look on his face. So off mic, I said, you could have given us Oasis, John. <laughs> you know, <laughs> chances are slim. Um, I think that might be my first time hearing that piece. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, there you go. <laughs> that makes two of us. Okay, as that's pass. That's a pass then, Jay. All right, over we go. Any well, idea, Paddy? Uh, Yes, uh, I used to live in the part of London after which this song is, is named. It's uh, Guns of Brixton by The Clash. Yeah. He happened to be in the Guns of Brixton pub just three days ago. So, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he met Ray Davies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, two questions on that for the blue team. This song okay. was written by The Clash's bassist, Paul Simonon, who himself grew up in Brixton. One of his more recent activities was being part of which alternative rock supergroup alongside Blur's Damon Albarn, the Verve's Simon Tong and the drummer Tony Allen? What was the, the name of the rock supergroup? The, are you familiar with modern day rock supergroups? Because I'm most certain. I'm afraid not this one. I'm most certain. <laughs> yeah. It's an A here, John. Okay, we'll pass that over. Well, I know too that Damon Albarn was in. And there's the most recent one and then there's the one from a little while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's either Good, Bad and Queen or Gorillas. So Gorillas, I don't know. Yeah, I, I reckon, well, my first thought was the Good, the Bad and the Queen. Yeah. Um, so I would go with that one. Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know if Gorillas were actually a super group. They were just an amalgam mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Yeah, I go for, I, I, I go for that as well. Yeah, Good, the Bad and the Queen. Good, the Bad and the Queen. Yeah. I've correct. never heard of them in my ever life. <laughs> and Blues, last question for you. Oh, yeah, fantastic. The bassline from this song was sampled and used for the 1990 hit Dub Be Good To Me mm. by Beats International. Great song that. Beats International was founded by which musician after his departure from the House Martins? Who was in the House Martins? No, my mate was into another band that had the house, a guy in the House Martins in it. I don't know. Okay. This is the best quiz I've ever done. You know. and, uh, yeah. How about you, Lee? I started off so well. No, sorry. Okay. I don't know either. Cross we go. Reds are cleaning up here in this music round. Yeah. Paddy, do you know the way they do the, the, the like the old top of the pops? And we were watching one with the House Martins on it. And I thought I saw Norman Cook was part of the House Martins that I didn't realise before. Was it him? Yes, that is correct. He was in the House Martins and he's the man behind uh, Beats correct. International. Yep, that's so him. That, that's yep. the man. Right. Correct. Yes. Norman Cook is your answer there. Never knew that at all. Oh, okay. Hmm. Right, final piece of music is for the uh, red team and it's coming right now.
Okie doke. Right, Reds. Who's that and what's the name of the song? Paddy, I'll let you go with this song because I think I know the title, but I could, it could be a completely different title. <laughs> I'm going to let you say it because you've... you've... Uh, I actually, I'm not entirely sure. I've been rather thrown by this. Um, I, I think I know who it sounded like a bit <laughs> when it started, when the lyrics started, but uh, do, you, do you have a title, do you think? I, I thought it was the Just Found Love brackets where it always was but considering the other titles of other pieces of music in this music round they're all districts of london so or like tube stops so i'm not sure if this is just an outlier if that wasn't really a pattern so i'm afraid oh um who did it sound like i thought it sounded a bit like the water boys oh did they have one called glastonbury song uh that sounds kind of familiar the song sounds familiar the title doesn't sound as familiar. Okay, I'm going to push you for an answer honest, now, please. Should we go for? We'll go for that. No, I'd rather go for my first answer because I I think Glastonbury sounds a different song. It's more of a kind of anthemic one. So uh, we go with the Water Boys. Just found love. Is that what you want to do? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go. No. I'm afraid that's not right. Andrew, Glastonbury song <laughs> by the Water Boys. Well done, Andrew. You got Thanks, a point man. there. Oh wow. <laughs> Go. We went. I was actually wearing this T-shirt when I was up on Glastonbury tour, and two years ago we went there, and we went to Stonehenge, and both of the ones that I chickened out on were both places that I was on that tour. Between that and Paddy not knowing the Chandos portrait, it's been it's actually a bad look thing for you to have been places. Yeah. All right, you have two subsequent questions. Terrible. Anyway, red team. Two subsequent questions. Some more. The cover for the single release of this song featured a photograph of which hill, mentioned in Celtic mythology. I wonder. I wonder. What well, would that be? Is it, is I, I it Glastonbury yeah. Tour? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, Michelle. Glastonbury Tour. And the final question. The Waterboys were formed in Edinburgh in 1983. Since then, which musician has been the only constant member throughout the band's existence? Um, is it uh, Mike Scott, is it? Yes, it is. All right. One team did very well in that round. They kind of did, and then we got a shoe. Actually, in. every round so far has been a bit of a white, has been a hammering, whatever <laughs> strange pattern we've got here. Okay, let's run over to Clancy and we check the scores before oh, we take here. our second ad break. Blue to seven points. Red to seventeen points. Oh, here. Okay, it's 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 quite a big hill you've got to climb in the final round, but oh, oh, oh. nothing is impossible. Let's do a take our ad break, and we'll be back in two minutes' time. This is After the Fact on Claremont's Community Radio, our weekly trivia quiz game. Tonight, the questions are all about the UK. And after three rounds now, well, uh, it's a bit of a lead opened up. And it is uh, the red team of Paddy Duffy and Michelle Coyne are on 17 points. And the blue team of Lee Donahue and Andrew Newman are on seven. All right, let us go and move on to round four. Okay, so this is the final round. It's our 20 questions in this round. The team that is in will get asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point. But they also get the next question. This can go until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point. A wrong answer at any stage, though, will see it offered across. The other side will get the next question, and they could get a bonus on the one that was missed. We will start with the team that's trailing. That's the Blues. Are you ready, Blue Team? We are. Question one. 
In 2019, tensions were very briefly raised between the Irish and Scottish governments over the issue of fishing in the water surrounding which uninhabitable granite islet located within the exclusive economic zone of the United Kingdom. I cannot remember the name of the sand. Can you, um, Lee, saw it in no, so many memes on Twitter? I can't remember. So, what is the name of that uninhabitable <coughs> granite islet? I even know what it looks like. I can't remember. That the tensions had flared over. Blasted, I can't remember. Okay. Well, you've got to, you've got, you can take uh, your time. Rock, you've taken Rock Hall, no? Rock Hall, did he say? Rock Hall. It sounds like Rock yeah. Hall. It does sound oh. like Rock Hall. John, Rock Hall. Well done, Lee. <laughs> so that gets, you're off and moving. Well done. Trying to get it into my head. Well done. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, question two. Which trophy has been contested for annually by the England and Scotland rugby union teams since 1879? What's that called? I can't remember. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. Well, now he did say that the last uh, time, and it came from after yeah, thirty I seconds. I know. Yeah, it may or may not come. I am not sure either. Oh. Okay, so I'll ask it again. Which trophy has been contested for annually by the England and Scotland rugby union teams since 1879? It won't come to me anyway, sorry. No, it's not me neither. I can't. I can't. Okay, you've got 20 seconds, guys. That's the dog. Um, <laughs> That's the <a> dog. <laughs> I, I don't... I, uh, there's nothing in my head. Will we will we just go leave it? Okay, and the time. Yeah, I think so. Time is up. There it is. Okay, over we go. Reds, you're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus on that one. What's the name of that trophy? So they, sorry, go ahead, Michelle. I haven't, I haven't a bull's notion. You haven't a bull's notion. So I think they they melted down some silver rupees to make the trophy, and they called it the Calcutta Cup. Oh, nice. Yes, they did. <laughs> I assumed that was uh, cricket. Oh, well, yeah. You should go look that up. Yep. I heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, red team, your question. <clears throat> Following a service carried out by the singer Michael Jackson, American construction worker Larry Fortensky became the seventh and final husband of which famous actress born in London in 1932? That's uh, Liz Taylor. Yes, yes, it was. Oh, Liz I, I didn't understand that question at all. <laughs> I heard the answer and it's like, oh, that's, what, that's what that question was. <laughs> Me too. Next question. In what year did the UK join the EEC? The then name of what is now the European Union. Was it the same as uh, ours? They joined, or was it before? They joined the same time as us. So yeah. it been 1st of January, 73. 73, yeah. Um, us, us and Denmark. That's correct. Yeah. 1973 is the right answer. Okay. Consisting of eight clustered 3,180 BCE to about 2,500 BCE. What is the name of Europe's most complete Neolithic village, which is located on the Bay of Scale on the Orkney Archipelago? Oh. Um, so, Neolithic uh, village Orkney. Say that again, sorry, Michelle. Neolithic village in Orkney. Yeah. What's it called? Oh, I can't, th- I, can't, I can't think uh, of what it's called. Um, uh, it's not, it's not Scapa, is it? Does that sound familiar? Scapa? 
It doesn't ring any bells at me, but I'm I'm not really expecting this too. <laughs> it might be it might be something it might be something else. I'm thinking seconds. of but uh, shall we go? Well, let's go with, go with Scapa. Yeah. Scapa. yeah, let's go with it. Scapa. Okay. I'm afraid that's not right. Oh, blues. You're getting the next question, but can you get a bonus on that? What is the name of Europe's most complete Neolithic village, which is on the island of Orkney? We call it Scapic Island. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Unlucky, Paddy. Close. Scara Bray. All right. Scara Bray. Right. Scara S K A R A. Bray. All right. Blue team question. Go for it. First presented in 1949, the BAFTA Film Awards honour the best British and international contribution to film each year. What do the letters in the acronym BAFTA stand for? British Arts Television and Film Award. There you go with that, John. British Arts. Mm. Uh, no, he would, uh, I'm afraid you're not right. Mm. Actress, maybe. Okay, great. Right. Off so, so, Paddy, so, which future winner of one of these now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> said, well, yeah, I've, I've I've been nominated for one, so oh, I really should. Oh, I hope to God I get this. I think it's, I think they were basically right, the lads are, but I think it's British Academy, the Film and Television oh, Awards. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh. No. So, uh, the, it is British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Uh, here. Oh! So oh, I knew there was arts in there somewhere. <laughs> BAFTA Award, it's not like an ATM machine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they say BAFTA yeah, Award, yeah. they're not actually repeating oh, a award. Fair enough, yeah. And I suppose, yeah, because BAFTA is, is, is a thing above and beyond the awards, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, that's... Now you've got your, sp- your speech is now pre-written for when yeah. you do win one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is it, yeah. At least I know what the hell the thing means. <laughs> okay, Reds, though, this is your question now, because that will come mm. across to you. Who was the official leader of the Commonwealth of England, Scotland and Ireland from the 3rd of September 1658 to the 25th of May 1659? And I want a full name. You want a full name? 1658 to 59? Yes. Right, 1658 to 59, I think then, because I think the restoration was the year after, and if you're looking for a full name, then I think that the family name is fairly well known. So I think you're not looking for Oliver Cromwell, I think you're looking for Richard Cromwell. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's annoying when I know these things. <laughs> Yes, I was indeed looking for Richard Cromwell. Yeah, he was. Right. Tricky Dicky himself. Uh, next question for the Reds. Loch Ness, Loch Oik, Loch Lucky, and Loch Linny can all be found in which 100 kilometres long straight valley in Scotland? Loch Ness, Loch Lucky. Yeah, Loch Oik and Loch Linny, which is uh, L-I-N-N-H-E. Can all be found oh, is... in which 100 kilometres long straight valley in Scotland? It's also somewhere I have toured. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've done it a bunch of times. I've toured the place a bunch of times and I'm not entirely sure what the valley's called. Um, is it just called something like the Great Highland Valley or something like that? Or the Great Highland... The Lowland, is it? Though? No, oh, no, it's uh, Loch Ness is very much sort of up I, in Highlands. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, is it just like the Great Highland something or other? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that'd look good in a sign, wouldn't it? Something or other. 
Is oh. Loch Lomond in amongst those as well? Ten, ten seconds. No, no, Loch Lomond. Yeah, no, Loch Lomond's just a bit north of Glasgow. Um, it's, just, it's like closer oh, to like time the is up. Time's up, lads. Time is up. Okay. Time is up. Uh, the Great Highland Valley. <laughs> but you shouldn't have been able to answer there. No, you got one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Last, week, uh, last week's show was being very strictly policed, actually. Yes, it was. Yeah. But uh, we're back to old times here. Right, uh, that's going we across. We the countdown, Andrew. We can't. I know. We're going across to uh, the Blues. What's the name of that valley? For a potential bonus. You know how I love geography. This is geography now, John. This, it is. This one is definitively geography, yes. Okay, you know how I love it, right? Love it. Lee, how is your geography of Scotland? This is just show uh, I don't know this I don't know this one, unfortunately. <laughs> well, there you go, John. That's the definitive answer. We so don't know this passing. one. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> Paddy started off uh, well, but he, he overcomplicated. Uh, so it's called the Great Glen. Uh, okay. Oh. Simple as that. Oh, I think oh. I knew him in college. <laughs> <laughs> By reputation, at least, I suppose. Okay, a blue team, your question next. Brilliant. Which member of the Labour Party, an advocate for Scottish devolution, would go on to be the inaugural First Minister of Scotland, serving from the 17th of May 1999 until his death from a brain hemorrhage on the 11th of October 2000? Oh, um. Who is he? Um, oh, is this John Smith? Sorry, was, was, was that a question? Which to... member of the Labour Party, an advocate for Scottish devolution, would go on to be the inaugural First Minister of Scotland, serving from the 17th of May 1999 until his death from a brain hemorrhage on the 11th of October 2000? I know the Labour... No, no, it can't be. No, sure, it couldn't be. What am I saying? No, um, jeez, I can't remember so. How about you, Lee? Yeah. No, sorry. Okay. I, I, I have completely... What? You have 17 seconds to come up with something. Come on, Andrew. And when I hear this, <laughs> I go, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't remember, John. All right, seven seconds. I, I pass. I, I okay. Remember. Time is up. Right, across we go. Red team. There's a uh, a great statue of him in Buchanan Street in Glasgow. It's uh, Donald Dewar. Donald Dewar. Okay, that wasn't the name I was familiar with. No, in fairness. Yeah. That's the name of the man. Okay. All right. Uh, back. This is now Red's question. Right. Oh, lucky for Andrew, because it's another geography question by bad luck. So Red's. Ben Nevis is the highest mountain in Scotland. Snowdon is the highest mountain in Wales. But what, at an elevation of 978 metres, is the highest mountain in England? I oh god I always get this mixed up. I I think it's I think it's is it Scaffell Pike Michelle? Is that Yes. Yes. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to think which one our friend Patrick charged up that time. <laughs> Another yeah. question for the Reds. The sensual world, the red shoes and the kick inside are names of three of the 10 studio albums released by which English singer-songwriter? Can you you know the... funny enough Oh sorry. What's that? I just no, didn't hear or... them. Okay. Uh, what they say? Uh, uh, the sensual world, the kick inside, and, and red uh, the red shoes. Is that the one you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I turns out I went to a quiz uh, with uh, his with her um, son, uh, and I didn't even realise until afterwards. Okay. Um, but it's uh, it's it's Kate Bush. Yes, it is. 
And uh, we've also had our Paddy celebrity anecdote of the oh, day. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So two for one One there. step removed. <laughs> I make you bushes, son. <laughs> I didn't realise. Cool. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> right, your next question. The current head of state of the UK, Queen Elizabeth II, has reigned for I've over... Met her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's oh, good. Queen Elizabeth II has reigned for over 67 years at the time of this recording. Where does that place her on the list of British monarchs ordered by length of reign? It puts her at the top, Clive. Yeah. Yep. She's, yeah, she's definitely at the yeah, top, she yeah. She is first, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after her is, uh, we have Victoria on 63 years yeah. and George III on 59 years. Mm-hmm. Right, four, one, two, three, four, five in a row. What surname is shared by the pair of brothers who have, over the two most recent Olympic Games, won four of the six medals available in triathlon? One winning gold on both occasions, while the other picked up the bronze in 2012 and a silver in 2016. That's the Brownlee brothers, I think. Johnny and Alistair, I think they're called. Uh, All right, Paddy. Well done. And that gets you two points. Okay, across we go. Blues, you're back in. Grand. Here we go. So happy. Land Rover, Morris, Austin, Triumph and Jaguar were just some of the car marks owned by which automobile conglomerate formed in the United Kingdom in 1968 following the merger of two prior companies. So who do they all belong to, those car brands? Land Rover, Morris, Austin, Triumph and Jaguar. Is it just simply Jaguar? Well, I, Jaguar wouldn't be in the question if it was okay, simply fine. Jaguar. That's, that's I accept the answer. <laughs> British, British Leyland? British Leyland, says Lee. Lee. No, he's absolutely right. It's correct. Yes. Okay. Right, you're off and running. <laughs> now, on a related issue, William Huskisson, MP, mm-hmm. was killed on the 15th of September, 1830, at the age of 60, when he was run over and fatally wounded by which pioneering vehicle? I think it was the train, wasn't it? Steam train. Yeah. I need a more specific answer than what you just said, though. Oh, um, Stevenson's steam train. Stevenson's locomotive <laughs> engine. <laughs> oh, God. Gadget. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to be very generous. Just be generous, John. I'm going to be generous. <laughs> uh, it's Stevenson's rocket, was the actual A uh, rocket? Stevenson's rocket. That's yes. what it's called. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, well done. Yeah, he was knocked down by Stevenson's rocket. All right, your next question. On the 14th of November 1952, Here in My Heart by American singer Al Martino became the first song to achieve which distinction in the UK? What year again? It was 1952. It was the 14th of November 1952. I think that might have been the first song to be number one in the British charts. Lee? Um, okay, I'll get you go with that. <laughs> you're right, though. Thank it's you. Exactly right answer. Well mm-hmm. done. The official well British done. singles chart began in 1952, and that was the number one the first week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which British former tennis player won 15 WTA Tour singles titles during her career, including the highlight being the singles title at the 1976 oh. French Open? Oh, no. Different person. Right. So, which former British professional tennis player won 15 WTA Tour singles titles during her career and the highlight being winning the singles title at the 1976 French Open? Jeez, I don't know this one, actually, because I vaguely remember the name of the woman who won it in 77 in Wimbledon. 
Even though her name escapes you right at this minute, but I know she looks like if I saw her. Um, any thoughts there, Lee? No, I don't know her. Uh, we were on a roll and everything. Were yeah, you got three in a row. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. um, I don't know, Jerry. Okay. I, I don't know any women's... You've got 18 seconds. ...players at all. Even the one that I... I no, I'm sorry. Face, I can't even think of her name. All right. Are you passing, do you we're think? passing, yeah. Okay. Uh, over we go, red team. Can you just remind us there, John, I've sort of I've taken a kind of a... <laughs> I've kind of spaced a bit. All right, don't worry, man. Which former British professional tennis player won 15 WTA Tour singles titles during her career, with the highlight being the singles title at the 1976 French Open? So, well, I'd be between two, but I'm pretty sure... Well, I say I'm between two. I think there's one I'm fairly sure it is, and there's one that could be a potential bear trap. Um, but I think the right answer is Virginia Wade, Michelle. Okay, that wasn't what I, I was she, thinking, but that sounds right. I, 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 I don't so. even know if this person that I was thinking of is even British, so <laughs> okay. I think of Margaret Court, but I haven't a clue. No, Margaret Court's Australian. The only, the only other person I was thinking was Sue Barker, but I think she won the French Open, and I don't think she won Wimbledon. This, is, I think, this is the French as, Open. As you, know, as you know, the Brits love chatting yeah, about people. Listen, the question says the French Open. Yeah, that's what he said. 1976. So, oh, so, oh, did you? Oh, I thought it said Wimbledon. Jesus, no, right? No, he said um, French Open. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, it's French Open. If it's French Open, then it's Sue Barker. Then Sue Barker. <laughs> I forgot you played tennis. That was hilarious, Paddy. So yeah, yeah, I don't know what was going lately, so. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple of stories about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. Modesty forbids me, of course, from yeah, okay. talking about the time Martina Navratilova slagged me off for not being able to shoot a gun. But uh, <laughs> Right, next question, he said, trying to referee here. William Thompson, a mathematical <laughs> physicist and engineer who was born in Belfast in 1824, was knighted in 1866 by Queen Victoria for his work on the Transatlantic Telegraph Project. In 1892, he became the first British scientist to be elevated to the House of Lords taking which title in doing so? Well, you know, back when I worked in old Belfast, I uh, lived just around the corner from uh, the Botanic Gardens, and there's a big uh, dedication to Lord Kelvin as you walk in the Ulster Halls, or the Ulster Museum side right. for the Botanic Gardens. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that William Thompson was his birth name. Okay. Uh, so it's Lord Kelvin. Correct. Well, that's a good answer. If I may say so myself. Baron Kelvin, oh, but we'll yeah. allow Paddy away with that oh, one. Fair enough, you know. okay. All right. According to the historian Bede, who were the third major Germanic tribe to arrive in England in the late 4th century alongside the Angles and the Saxons? Uh, I think it was the, the Angles, the Saxons and the Jutes are the are the trio. The, the Crosby, Stills and Nash of their plundering day, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> they were in many ways the early supergroup of yeah. the... Uh, yeah. I think it's Jutes. Jutes, correct. And final question of the set. Which computer company established in Cambridge in 1978 released several successful models under their own brand, such as the Electron and the Archimedes, but also designed and built the famous BBC Micro in 1981? Oh, Oh, Amstrad. Oh. Oh, well, I wouldn't say Amstrad. I, I, I would say Alan Sugar, I don't think, has ever been based up around Cambridge. It could be... Did they do anything like that? Uh, it could be... Who, who could it be? Could it be Sinclair, maybe? That's. I was just saying, was Sinclair, did they do anything like that? The British... Yeah, actually, now that I think of it, like the BBC's 
thing. I think it was your man, Sinclair. Yeah, Hi, Sinclair. Will we go for Sinclair? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you say that. I heard, I, the, the, you said I spaced out for like five seconds on the connection, so I, I didn't hear you say Sinclair. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah, Sinclair. Let's go for Sinclair. Sinclair. Fred, that's Final bonus of the round available, if you I can tell me. I have really no idea, but I remember we, I I did have a BBC computer back in the day. Right, so what was written on the back of it? I can't remember. Built by... The, the <laughs> this is as bad as them and their pubs. The and British stuff. people. <laughs> <laughs> the Brits. You actually had a BBC micro. I'm actually jealous. That's cool. Brit-o. All right. Lee, any, uh, anything from you? No, I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. Maybe HP. Before his time. Uh, not HP, no. Right, the answer there was Acorn Computers. Okay. Oh, it was Acorn. Oh, damn. All right. Let's go over to Clancy and we check how the game oh, finished. This is epic. Blue team 11 <laughs> points. Red team 30 points. What? 30 points was hit tonight. I don't know if that's happened before either. And from a team who Especially scored no. Especially when we had zero in round one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's what an amazing feat. Okay, well, I'll say... Well done, guys. Well done to the red team. They've stopped the rot there. It's all right now. Blues are still... Good game, folks. Good game. Blues are still sailing ahead slowly. Congratulations to Paddy Duffy and Michelle Coyne. Commiserations to Andrew Newman and Lee Donoghue. Thank you all for joining me tonight, everybody. If you're listening online, please stay tuned for some podcast extras. And we'll be back next week with another country and another set of questions. Until then, have a good time. Goodbye and good night. Podcast extra. In this round, each player will get asked a question with two potential answers. Sorry. <laughs> you think I'd know the rules of this? Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Maybe that happened yeah. in 1986 <laughs> as well. <laughs> we started the gamut. <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right. So we got, oh, hang on. We got to do some coin tossing here. Question to the socialist there, Lee. <laughs> Who used to sit on TV? I oh, know it was Larry. Larry, Larry Gogan had sit on the radio. Yeah. That's you took every point going in round one, though, so you can't complain. Well, no. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to complain, Andrew. Andrew so. believes his best colleague in quizzing is his old friend Mo Mentum. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, Mo has left the building. Okay, uh, it's a coin toss. All right, go uh, ahead. Andrew, you're here, so do you want... Heads today. Heads is the ten and tails is the harp. All right, right, here we go. That is a head, Andrew. All right, so you've won the contest. Okay, music round. My absolute favourite, favourite, favourite. (laughs) Right. So you're going first. They're going first. Well, they can choose to not. Uh, Ooh. (laughs) No one has ever chosen not to go first. Okay, let's go first. All right, okay. (laughs) I'm going to play the uh, the, uh, ad break thing again. I will come back to this. Right, we've been, just as a podcast extra, we've been joined by Brian, who's arrived. Hello, Brian. <laughs> Do you want to unmute yourself for a second? Yeah, hi, guys. I'm very sorry. I thought it was 8pm. Another 8pm. <laughs> Actually, Lee had a similar <laughs> issue, so uh, I don't know what happened on the blue side Can tonight. you tell John Cribben to get you, you know, with actual times? <laughs> so yes. Andrew was here, Brian, so he, we got him, we kind of... Thank goodness for that. We co-opted okay. him in. So I don't know what we, I think we might save you for another week, Brian. Would that be okay? I think that, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. yeah okay. Best of luck, guys. Well, well we yeah. can do a three on two like blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you join our team? 
<laughs> no, no, he's not, he's not, no, he's not allowed to join your team. No. Ryan's a purple player now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team, John. Can you field a few more questions? <laughs> All right. Brian, yeah, we'll, we'll save you for another week at this stage, okay? Yeah, yeah. enjoy, all right? All right, thanks, man. Bye. Bye. See you, guys. See you, Brian. <laughs> One of his, most, his more recent activities was being part of which alternative rock supergroup alongside <laughs> Blur's Damon Albarn, The Verve's Simon Tong, and drummer... Uh, I'm going to read that out again because yeah, yeah, I said Tong twice, which isn't right. No, so that's not. The last take. of the Vester pumps, or whatever it is. is. <laughs> Can I do the take two word? Take two. Hold on now. I seem to get this man's name right. Take three. Tony Allen. Okay. Dub Be Good To Me mm. by Beats International. Great song, that. Was it? Beats International. <laughs> Stop it now, you. Okay, fine. No, my mate was into another band that had the house, a guy in the House Martins in it. That band was called... Forgotten. <laughs> Somebody got a text there, I think. Um, maybe they're phoning a friend. I don't know. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was me. There was some uh, an Ian chat in a football discussion group. Oh, I see. I know the type. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John, the answer... <laughs> maybe part of the same group. No, John. No is the answer to Open me. goal, Andrew. Open goal. What is the open goal? Open goal. <laughs> Glastonbury song by the Waterboys. Well done, Andrew. You got Thanks, a point John. there. Oh, wow. Leading the witness, Your Honour. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. I've just... I've just... There's my fear. Open goal. <laughs> that would be edited out. The, the, the audience will never know. Right, we're going to start with the team that's trailing. That's the Reds. Are you ready, Red team? What? Oh, no. Are we, tra- are we you're trailing? Not thrilling, you're not thrilling. You're trailing by minus 10. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the team. Well, Service okay. performed by Michael Jackson sounds so ominous. Yeah. Yeah, that did require <laughs> okay, a bit of block and I, to be fair. Let's move on. Let's yes. move on. So, I, I don't know, but judging by your look and thought mechanism there. My thought mechanism? Yeah. You, okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, that's making it into John, the podcast John's special, isn't it? Yeah. It gives it gives people who are playing in studio a little bit of a boost because they made mm. the effort to go to the studio. So, <laughs> oh yeah. And um, okay. Trying to think which one our friend Patrick charged up that time. <laughs> a one-man our army. Our teammate Patrick, I should say. Yes, indeed. Our brother in arms, our comrade. <laughs> yeah. In red. <laughs> Our mountain climbing nutter. The podcast extras are going to be epic to see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's email signature there. That, is, oh. that was she said to you at the time, yeah? <laughs> All right. Late, late at night. <laughs> okay, give over oh, now. God. Okay, well, there, that was pretty, that was an amazing night. Of... No, no, well, yeah, yes. It's great no. stuff time. Oh, in fairness, I was at, in fairness. I was at a bit of an advantage, like having sort of infiltrated Perfidious Albion for so long. <laughs> yeah, but, kind, um... of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> but um... you're probably those born closest to the UK than any of the rest of us as well. True, that's also true. Oh. Yes, I was, okay. I was, I was oh, soaking yeah. that that nonsense up from from early, <laughs> like radiation. You know, podcast extra super bonus time. 
Yes, I, I just said that it's Thursday night, but the Tuesday night larks are very much the same. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's try Brian again. Uh, he's in the uh, decrepit north of our isle, you see. They've got nothing, <laughs> they've got, they've got nothing up there. Brilliant. No salt, game iron, very no, salty. no Wi-Fi, nothing. <laughs> um, it's ringing. At least I'm not getting a non-available. So. See, this is, this is the outcome of Brexit happening. This is to do Brexit, is it? Yeah. How so? Yeah, it is. Hard borders across the fiber optic cables. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you might be. Uh, what? You might yet be drafted in as a sub for the oh, for the blue team. Fucking no. <laughs> two weeks in a row. All right. Literally well, that, two days in a row. If that happens, it's fine. Yeah. Because it is. What are the uh, what are the rules for no show? Is it a bit like that Scotland Estonia match where we just win three 0 and uh, <laughs> chalk the end experience? Well, you see, just And- I was just saying, just Andrew on, on next week playing some concerti or something. Like, it'll be grand. <laughs> Andrew is on the blue team. Yes, yeah, so and Andrew is in the room. So it all. So if if we will make oh, a call, so all... we'll make a call in about three minutes' time on that. Yeah, yeah that's what you get for showing up, Andrew. I, I always show up. I'm dedicated. <laughs> to You're always there. Okay, Patty, go on. Kill us with these. Uh, okay, shoes. right. Charm us with them. This is a, this is a warm up question that we received. Uh, okay, mm. so I don't know. <laughs> oh, Michelle, your gamble has backfired. Oh, no. <laughs> so, one let me get a was pen. celebrated. One was celebrated for finding a trophy. Another went into orbit, and a third met his fate on the way back from Porlock. Who were they? And which one survived? All right. I think I know. I've got two thirds of that already. Yay! So one, was, one was celebrated for finding a trophy. Yeah. Another went into orbit. And a third met his fate on the way back from Porla. Who were they and which one survived? Is the third bit the one you don't know, John? Because uh, I don't know that either. I, I think I do know it uh, in a second. Hold on. I think I, now I don't know his name. Um, oh, come on. What would the barking dog have been a clue, Paddy? <laughs> it might have been. So, it might have been. So might have been ahead of. They're all dogs. Yeah. yeah, they're all dogs. Go on, ex- Pickles. Uh, show us your work. Pickles was found the World Cup trophy in 1966. Mm. Like, that is correct. Yep. Leica went into orbit. Mm. Leica went into orbit. Yes. Yeah, so, so far, so good. And what was the um? What was the? Read the third part again to me. And a third met his fate. On the way back from Porlock, who were they and which one survived? Now, what, what, what's Porlock? No idea. The only thing I have in my head, and I have no idea. Somewhere in England. Is it? Do I it, don't know, but it's it is in England. Yes, I'll give you that. That much I'll give you. Yeah, it's certainly in the England. The only thing I've got in my head, which is about a dog, and is the Irish Rover. Hmm. Is right. that, uh, well, you know, there's um, very near the end of the song. The, 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 the ship turned the ship turned nine times around and the poor old dog was drowned but I don't know what his name was if he I'm had sure. a, he probably had a name who was the dog in Famous Five huh Timmy Timmy yeah. it was Timmy it's it's not Timmy I'll, I can tell you that Porlock is is in the West Country in mm. England right it's not ringing any bells and, with me I'm afraid no well maybe if you sort of figure out so if you go at it from the, the which one survived well, so only one of these three dogs survived. Survived forever. <laughs> well, 
I mean, yes, in a, in a, in a corporate real sense, they're all, uh, they've all since uh, shuffled yeah. off. But in terms of their... Yeah, I thought Pickles uh, was fine for a while, was he not? Pickles was fine for a while, yeah. So in other words, the other... And Dogs what about died. Laika? Right. Laika died. Laika died, Laika died on the way back to his home planet, yeah. <laughs> So, so we're looking for another dead dog. Final dog died on the way back. What you're looking at, what you're looking for, is a a dog from the West Country, or who was in the West Country and died while in the West Country. Oh. I say died. He was actually killed. His <laughs> dog was killed. Was he oh. a, a hound? Oh, is this- Oh no! Is this the one? Was he a hound? The one, the one that got shot in the what was? There was a BBC adaptation about it recently. Yes, you're on to yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. and you're the, the dog got shot on the road instead of him. And yep. I bet wish on it, John, if that helps. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> I can't think of the name of the politician. So the politician. Jeremy Thorpe, that story around him. Jeremy yes. Thorpe, yes, yes, that's the one. That's the dog's name in... was, oh God. Well, now, I'm sorry, I, I'm drawing the line in my, I'm, I'm a veil on my knowledge here. I have no knowledge. I know there was a dog involved in the Jeremy Thorpe story. But... Google. Yeah, the dog, the, the dog that was uh, the dog that was famously shot was called Rinka. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rinka. Hey, Rinka. Rinka. Brilliant. Very good. Rinka shot. Okay, so there we... was. So Pickles was the trophy finder. Yeah. Leica went into orbit. Uh, Rinka was the uh, dog that made its fate on the way back from Porlock. The way back from Porlock, by the way, is is also a, a sort of a, a bit of a swerve on um, <laughs> Rhyme of the uh, not Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Um, it is sorry, it is Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, he was disturbed from. Um... Sorry, no. It's, it's what am I talking about? It's Coleridge. It's uh, Xanadu. Xanadu was was interrupted. Um, it came to him in a dream, and, and uh, it was a man coming calling for Porlock. Was oh. um, was was, uh, was the reason that he, he didn't finish it. That's very good. I think we held our own on that one, though. I mean, that's all right. I did okay there. He did very well there. I would give you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I would give you. Uh, this is Paddy's four points. This is Paddy's four is Very generous. Ooh, thanks, Paddy. Well, no, generous. we got. We found. We remember. We knew which one survived. So we knew, and know. we got the two yeah, out of the three your, dogs. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was only really. It was no. only. Really, and I didn't need to push you a huge amount in fairness on the on the third <laughs> Michelle one. Michelle yeah. did well to no, know that. Really, uh, no, yeah. That <laughs> like, story. Just story almost right. all the way. <laughs> No, John, looks like I'm going to be on the quiz. Yeah, I've just tried Brian one last time. And if he does not answer, we are declaring Andrew subbed in because he's here. OK. Mm. Yeah, Brian unavailable. So right, I'd sure. say we're going to get on with this quiz, guys. OK. OK. Is that OK with everyone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, that's dead on. All right. OK, I'll play the theme. Thank you for that, Paddy.